0: Good morning, <laughs> good morning, good morning, and how are you? I'm a little bit quieter today because everyone else is still asleep and I don't want to wake them all up, <laughs> but um, I thought, well, as I'm awake, I will get our podcast over and out. <laughs> there we go. Right, so we are on Wednesday already, halfway through the week. Oh my goodness me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you're all right. I hope that you are all well and good. Um, I am definitely, definitely doing okay. <laughs> now, before I start today's, um, I am aware... Um, that I do waffle on a bit. I do ramble on sometimes. Um, I do talk quite a lot. I always have done. Um, however, I've never had kind of negative feedback before about talking too much. However, um, somebody has mentioned, uh, sent me a message and said that um, could I cut down the amount of talking that I do, um, that 20 minutes talking is way too much. Um, Unfortunately, uh, I I would like to know what everybody else thinks, but unfortunately, um, and having to explain this, I am aware, is obviously making me talk a little bit longer. But um, the fact this podcast is not just the story. The second one that I do every day is just the story. But this one has all the birthday wishes, it has the fun facts, it has the impossible questions. And these are things that the children send it in to me to read out. So unfortunately, there isn't an awful lot of space for me to um, sort of tone it down a bit because I'm only reading out what the children want. So um, if you don't want all of that, then please tell me, please let me know um but you know if you want me to carry on just as normal then let me know that as well <laughs> anyway we have got um 5 and 6 the questions 5 and 6 are uh, of this week's quiz ooh are they going to be hard or are they going to be easy well let's have a look Question five, you may have to Google, unless, of course, you live in France, and then it might be easy. What colour is the middle stripe of the French flag? (gasps) Well, do you know? (laughs) Or will you have to find out? Do a little bit of research. Question six is, who did Alice... Follow down the rabbit hole. Oh, I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> so, um, Isabella, thank you very much for your offer of lending me your Harry Potter book. Um, I hopefully will be able to find one from one of my friends. Or um, I'm sure the library will have a copy of Harry Potter in so um thank you so much it was such a lovely thing to offer um but i will will be able to get it it's a very popular book so there is no um no doubt that i will be able to find a copy um so who has been sending me answers in so far for the quiz we've got Edie and art um they have been uh sending me correct answers in we have tony we have paulie um well done to all of you so far you have sent in all correct answers so far so very well done um right so the impossible question is the impossible question is actually sent in by ruthie so Ruthie, you asked, why do we cry? Well, I will see if it's going to be an impossible question or see if we're going to be able to answer it. Let's have a look. Why do we cry? Well, just above each eye, between your eyelashes and your eyebrow, lies a hidden tear factory. These glands work hard to make three different types of tears. So the first type are in your eyes all the time, forming a thin, shiny, see-through layer that helps you to see properly and constantly washes dust and pollen out of your eyes. A typical person releases 10 to 20 tablespoons wow of these tears every day over a year that would be enough to fill a large bath now luckily they don't collect in one place they're constantly flowing across your eyes and draining out through tiny tiny tubes into your nose The second type of tears are thin and watery and they're made to wash anything that could harm your eyes, wash them away. So including the tiny stinky particles that escape into the air when someone chops an onion. (laughs) So they're the type of tears that you shed when an insect flies into your eye. The insect would be crying too if it could, believe me. (laughs) Now, the third type of tears are the most mysterious. They can start to flow when we are feeling sad, disappointed or angry or even when we're feeling happy. Do you often have happy tears? I do. Our eyes make so many of these tears that there's no time for them all to drain away into our nose. They spill over our eyelids and run down our cheeks. (laughs) And humans are the only animals that seem to cry these emotional tears. And in the past, people have come up with lots of ideas to try and explain why. However... The biggest clue comes from the tears themselves. Emotional tears are different from, say, onion tears. They seem to contain more proteins that make them stick to our faces for longer, making them easier for people to spot. Now, you know, don't you, that if you've Been crying, people can usually tell that you've been crying. Well, that's why. Now, the best explanation is that tears do a similar job to our eyebrows. They help us to show other people how we feel, hopefully, bringing help and comfort. There's still another impossible question to answer though. Why do some people cry easily, like me? while others spend their whole lives hardly shedding any tears at all. Have you heard the phrase crocodile tears? Crocodiles really do cry, but only when they eat. Oh my goodness. These tears seem to be a side effect of their hissing and huffling, not because they're having a bad day. (laughs) No animals have been Ever seen crying emotional tears? So there you go. That's why when when you're crying and it's not really meant, they're just pretend tears, they say that you're crying crocodile tears. Um, but are you a person that cries easily like me? Or are you oh a person that doesn't cry hardly at all? Hmm. <laughs> Which one are you? Well, now, um, tomorrow we will have another impossible question. So thank you, Ruthie, for that one. That was very interesting because I've never thought about why we cry. Um, So I just know that I cry all the time and I cry regardless of whether I'm happy or sad or frustrated or angry. There are tears. <laughs> Now, our fun fact is that, did you know, the Greeks, the ancient Greeks, um, loved having a good scrub at the public baths and were the first people with showers. So how many of you have all got showers? I have. I've got a lovely shower. Um, But they might have been the people that invented the showers. But they were freezing cold ones. I don't think I'd like one of those. Getting up in the morning and stepping into the shower. <gasps> freezing cold. I don't think so. Not good at all. So, um, right, what story shall we read? Oh, no, we've got to do the days first, haven't we? I do apologise. So, um... It is National Shrimp Day today. Um I'm not a big fan of shrimps, but it is shrimp day. Mother Ocean Day. I love the ocean, love the waves. Uh stay up all night night. Hmm do not know about that one. I don't think I could stay up all night. <laughs> one day without shoes day so you've got to go around without any shoes can you do that mm. and donate a day's wages to charity well that's all very well for parents to do but you don't really get any wages do you but you could donate one week's pocket money to charity it's a thought. <laughs> now, let's have a look. What story shall we have? I am just looking now um, at these books. Bear with me. Um, how about the imp without a name? That sounds quite good, doesn't it? So, here goes. There was once an imp whose name nobody knew. He was little and nimble with green eyes like a cat and a long tail that he wore tied around his waist. He came to live in Hollyhock Town, though nobody wanted him to. Hollyhock Town was beautiful and all the cottages were as bright and neat as a new pin. Hollyhocks grew there all the year round and marigolds and poppies and sweet williams shone in every garden but not in the imp's garden oh no nothing grew there at all except weeds the imp was lazy He wouldn't dig. He wouldn't sow seeds. He wouldn't hang his garden gate straight when it went crooked. He wouldn't get his window mended when he broke it. He wouldn't wash his curtains. So they got blacker and blacker because the chimney smoked and the imp was too lazy to sweep it. The folk of Hollyhock Town wished they could make the imp leave for his dirty, untidy house and garden spoilt their pretty town. It stood right in the middle and everyone could see it. If only it had been tucked away somewhere, it wouldn't have been so bad. Let's go to the next council meeting in Fairyland and ask if we can send the imp away somewhere else, said the old gnome, Snoozy. Oh, yes, that's a good idea, said Hallo the brownie, his sharp eyes twinkling. Four of us will go and say what a nuisance he is and ask the council to write to him and make him leave our neat little village. So they went to the next council meeting and asked the chairman if they might do what they wanted. Certainly, he said, taking up his pen. I will send him a notice myself. What is his name? We don't know, said Hello the Brownie. He's never told us anyone, and we can't find out. Oh well, said the chairman, putting down his pen. I can't write to someone who hasn't a name. You must find out his name, and I'll send the notice then. So the four from Hollyhock Town went back home, wondering how they could find out the imp's name. If he wouldn't tell them, what were they to do? Nobody knew who he was or where he came from, or even if he had any friends. It was a puzzle. I know, said Hello, looking at the others with his bright eyes. I'll slip into his house when he's out and see if his name is in any of his books. People often have their names in their books, you know. Oh, yes, that's a good idea, said Snoozy, but be sure not to get caught, Hullo. The imp knows a lot of magic. You might find yourself in a tight fix if he caught you. I'll be careful, said Hallo. So he watched and waited for the imp to go out. This was easy because Hallo lived opposite to the imp. He thought he would do some gardening and then from his front garden he could see when the imp went out. I'll dig up my front bed and plant my mustard and cress there, thought hello to himself. I shan't be wasting my time then. So he got a packet of mustard seeds and a packet of cress seeds and he went into his front garden. He began to dig and he hadn't dug for more than ten minutes when he heard the door of the imp's house. Bang! He looked up. The imp was going down the road. Hi, are you off to catch the bus? Asked Hello at once. Yes, said the imp. I'm going away for the day. See you later. Goodbye. Ha! Thought Hello pleased. That's very good. I can get into his house and look for his name as long as I like. He washed his hands, put away his spade and then ran across the road to the imp's dirty, untidy house. The front door was locked, so he went to the back. That was locked too. But there was a window open, and Hello soon slipped inside. Then he began to look around. There were a great many books there. He opened them one after the other, hoping to see the imp's name written in them. But no, there didn't seem to be a name written anywhere at all. (sighs) Hello looked through at least fifty books and then sighed. It was a tiring job looking for something he so badly wanted to find and couldn't. Well, it was no good. There wasn't a name in any of the books. Perhaps the imp had his name marked on his clothes. Hello went into the little bedroom and looked at the coats hanging up. No, not a single name was on those either. Then he suddenly thought of the imp's desk. (sighs) Hmm, perhaps his name would be on papers there. He went to the kitchen where he had seen a desk, but it was locked. Hello was just turning away in despair when he caught sight of a letter that the imp had written to someone and at the bottom he had signed his name yes there it was quite plain to see hello reddit tom tit tot ho ho so that's your name little imp tom tit tot yes said a voice suddenly, that's my name, you horrid little sneaking brownie, what do you mean by coming here when I'm out? Hello looked up in fright, goodness gracious, the imp had come back quietly, let himself in, and there he was, standing by Hello, a horrid look on his face. I... Came to look for your name, not to steal anything, said hello and I know it now, yes, Tom Tit-Tot. The imp was angry. If people knew his name, they would know who he was and the bad things he had done, and he might be turned out of fairyland. He caught hold of Hello and shook him. "'Well, it won't do you any good finding out my name,' he said, "'because I shall send you away to the land of lost people, "'and you'll not come back. "'Ho, ho, tell my name in that land all you like, "'but you won't find anyone who wants to know it.' Hello was frightened. "'Let me go,' he begged. "'I won't tell your name to anyone if you'll only let me go. "'I'm sorry I came to find it.' "'No, I shan't let you go,' said the Imp. "'You will ride on the White Owl's back to the Lost Land tonight.' "'Oh, can't I even go and plant my mustard and cress seeds?' wept Olo. "'I only bought them today.' "'Well, you can plant them in my garden,' said the Imp with a grin. "'I'd like some mustard and cress sandwiches.' Go and plant them now, and mind you, if you so much as say a word to anyone passing by, I'll pull your nose till it's as long as a cucumber. Oh my goodness. Hello went out into the garden. He was very frightened. Nobody came by at all, so he couldn't have said anything to anyone, even if he'd wanted to. As he dug up the ground, a sudden thought came to him. He knew a way of telling the imp's name to everyone. Ah, he knew a fine way. He would plant the mustard and cress so that when they came up, they would grow into the imp's name. Hello often planted the seed so that his own name, Hello, grew up green and fresh. Ha ha! Although he would be sent far away to the lost land and be one of the lost people, the folk of Hollyhock Town would know the imp's name all the same when the mustard and cress grew up. He quickly planted the seeds and then went back into the imp's cottage. It grew dark. A loud screech was suddenly heard outside. The white owl had arrived. It did not hoot, but screeched in a most tiresome manner. Hallo got on its back and flew off sadly to the land of the lost people. The imp banged his door, made himself a cup of cocoa and grinned from ear to ear. He had known quite well that hello meant to sneak into his house and find out his name, and he had only pretended to go off for the day. The imp was clever, and his green eyes shone like a cat's as he laughed to himself. Well, the summer went on. The seeds began to grow, but the folk in Hollyhock Town thought nothing of seeds growing. They only thought of Hello. Where could he have gone? They were dreadfully afraid that he had been caught by the imp and sent off somewhere never to come back. The imp shook his head, said nothing, no matter what they asked him. Now one day, when the children of the town ran by the imp's untidy garden, one of them peeped over and saw his mustard and cress. Oh, he said in surprise, it's growing into a name. But the children could not read the name, so they soon ran off. One of them told his mother, and she ran to tell Snoozy, the old gnome. He listened in amazement, and then at once took up his hat and went to see. He looked a long time at the garden where the mustard and the cress were growing. The name is upside down from here, he said. I must go in and see it the right way up. So through the gate he went and then he could read the name easily in the green mustard and cress. Tom Tit Tot, he read. Tom Tit Tot, my goodness, is that the imp's name? Surely he wouldn't be so foolish as to grow it in mustard and cress for everyone to see. "'No! Hello, the brownie must have found it out "'and managed to plant it in the garden "'before the imp sent him off somewhere.' "'He hurried home and wrote to the council, "'telling them all he knew and all he feared. "'The very next day a grand gnome drew up in his carriage "'and knocked at Snoozy's door.' "'Good morning,' he said. "'We got your letter. "'This is most important, Snoozy, "'for if that imp is really Tom Tit Tot, "'we have been looking for him for years. "'He stole a crown belonging to the Queen "'and then escaped, "'and haven't we haven't heard of him since. "'No wonder he wouldn't tell anybody his name. "'Where does he live?' Snoozy took him to the imp's cottage. The imp was just going out to do his shopping. The Grand Gnome put his hand on his shoulder and said sternly, Tom-Tit-Tot, come with me. You stole the Queen's crown many years ago, but it is not too late for you to be punished for it. Oh, that's not my name, said the imp boldly. Then why do you grow it in mustard and cress in your garden, said the great gnome sternly. The imp stared at the mustard and cress in horror. He hadn't even noticed that it grew his name. Hello had been cleverer than he thought him to be. Yes, said the great gnome, there it is, Tom Tit-Tot. And where is the brownie you caught and sent away, Tom Tit-Tot? Then the imp, full of fear, told all he knew. He was taken away to be judged, and the white owl was sent to the land of the lost people to bring back hello. Oh, there was a great feast when Hallo came back. People crowded round him and praised him for his cleverness in leaving behind the imp's name in mustard and cress. And what do you suppose the sandwiches were at the feast? Guess. Yep, you are right. They were made of mustard and cress from Tom Tit Tot's untidy garden. <laughs> Well, there you go. That was naughty of him, wasn't it? Honestly, that's he's sending him away to the land of the lost people. Oh, mind you, I wouldn't mind flying on an owl's back. I bet that's really good. Anyway, that is today's story and I hope you liked it. Um, And I hope you'll join me again tomorrow for the next one. <laughs> so and we have also got the last two questions in the quiz tomorrow questions seven and eight (sighs) and we have a birthday tomorrow as well that we have to wish somebody happy birthday anyway um you all have a great day make sure that you take care and stay safe And I will see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.